What is up? I'm That Girl DJ, and you are listening to the Small Town DJ Podcast. so much for tuning in to another episode of the small town dj podcast i'm your host that girl dj you can find me on social media at that girl dj 318 that'll be for instagram and twitter it's also my tiktok handle but i don't really post on tiktok as much as i should and by not as posting as much as i should i mean i've only posted one time should really really step up my tiktok game for sure Anywho, I'm really pumped at what I'm talking about today because today I'm talking about my absolute favorite, favorite event I've ever done. It's actually the only event that I've done that is 100% my event, and that is the really big millennial party or just the millennial party, whichever you prefer. So the party's going to be September 18th. It's going to be a Saturday. It's coming up. We're actually, when this is posted, we're less than two weeks out. Uh, My first party was actually August 31st of 2018. I wanted to do two a year and then COVID happened. So I haven't had a party since May of 2020. And I am pumped to be able to throw one again. I'm also still, I'm really just as stressed as I was the first one. The first party had me so stressed. You know, I've done a lot of events that have been for other people as far as weddings. Um, I've DJed Film Prize. I've DJed for Ashley Longshore and different rappers and just different bars. But this event is mine. I decorate it. I promote it. Like every single thing about the event is mine. And I guess that's why it stresses me out so much. I spent a lot of time and money on eBay trying to get things that are really just from that time. I don't really like to get replicas as much as getting the real thing. Shockingly, I've been able to add a couple of really good finds to this party that I really am pumped to show off. So be sure you come out. Be sure you get those pre-sale tickets. They're going to be a lot cheaper. It's $10 pre-sale. Just hit me up on a DM or go to Bears and get your pre-sale tickets. If you've been to one of my parties, then you know my big goal is to make this an experience. I don't want you to just come to the party and hear 90s and 2000s music. I want it to be an experience. I want you to leave the stresses of life behind and for a few hours, just come dance and just live in that nostalgia just for a few hours. I can remember that feeling of my first party. I was so, so, so nervous. And we redecorated the bar with posters, uh, movie posters, sync, hip hop posters. I mean, we just redecorated the bar. This is before I bought like Furbies and all that kind of stuff. It was a very simple idea at the time and it's definitely grown into something else. But at that first party, I have to tell you guys my favorite, favorite memory. It's probably one of my favorite memories DJing. The dance floor was absolutely packed, completely packed out. There was no room shoulder to shoulder. And I think I was playing like crunk era hip hop. And I saw a couple of people with some uh, Reba McIntyre shirts on. And I thought, I'm about to try something crazy. And so I cut the music. I just backspin, echo it out and did this. And I dropped that. And if you know, you know. And I'm talking, it was kind of silent for a second because I just backspun. Everyone's like, what the hell is she doing? And I dropped that intro and the whole place erupted. I'm pretty sure uh, the bartender at the time was going to have a heart attack. I think he thought I was so drunk that I was about to just ruin the whole night. But no, I did. I read the crowd just right. 
I saw the shirts. I was like, hopefully they are going to just be down with this. And they were definitely down with it. It's probably one of my favorite, favorite, favorite memories. The entire bar erupted and was screaming fancy the whole time. Moments like that are truly why I love DJing. I like to throw people off. I like to play a song where you never even thought, like no one was thinking I was gonna play Fancy by Reba McIntyre. That was not, I was playing crunk hip hop and I went to Fancy by Reba McIntyre. I really risked it all for it, but it definitely worked out, it paid off. I think that was a lot of people's favorite memory of the night. Moments like that are just why I love DJing. Uh, our job as a DJ, you know, yeah, we want to play the hits and stuff like that, but I want to play the tracks that you did not know you wanted to hear. There have been times, though, where I've risked the dance floor and I lost the dance floor doing stuff like that, but I have gotten a little bit better at judging it because a lot of times if they're going to move to this, then they're going to move to that. I looked out, I saw these t-shirts, and I just was praying that this is gonna work. If not, I was just gonna shrug my shoulders and laugh. And I had a backup song, I was just gonna go right back into the hip hop. So just a fun little piece of advice. If you wanna risk the dance floor, hey, that's fun. That's what makes DJing fun. Just have that backup song just in case the dance floor does not respond how you're thinking they're gonna respond. Because let me tell you, it is not a good feeling to play a song and you have everyone dancing and then you play something and they just kinda look at you and stop dancing and give you that look of disgust and you're just, oh no. I made a poor decision. It happens though, guys. So just have that backup track on hand and that's the best thing you can do. Have fun, and, but have a backup track. But the cool thing about the millennial party, it's mine. Like I said before, I get to play what I want. I do not take any requests. I just trust that the, whenever you show up, you need to trust me to play the songs that you did not know you want to hear. And of course, the ones you definitely have to hear at a millennial party. I've seen tons of people do 90s parties and now you are starting to see the Y2K parties come out. But for me, that era that, especially like the mid 90s into that early 2000s, it's really hard to just throw a 90s party or a 2000s because that era, that little midsection is so good and the music kind of bleeds over. And it really doesn't matter the genre, they all kind of bleed over. You know, you think about Red Hot Chili Peppers was like putting songs out in the early, the mid and the late 90s all the way into really currently. And the same thing with some of these hip-hop artists. Jay-Z was out putting music in the mid-early 90s, and he kept producing. Some of his biggest hits, though, came in the early 2000s. Now, there's different sites that say different things, but roughly, if you're a millennial, you were born in between the dates of, like, 1981 and 1996. Now, a little bit later, a little bit earlier on the cusp, but usually in that little age group is when you're going to enjoy this stuff. For me, I was born in 1990. I'm kind of right in the middle um, this is the music I enjoy. This is the music I grew up on. It makes me excited. I know all the words to all the different genres. So I created a party where we can just come together as millennials that everyone seems to make fun of and just enjoy a time that was so much simpler. We had a crazy time as millennials, right? We had the internet come in. And when we had internet, it started off as the dial-up internet and God forbid somebody pick up the home phone and kick you right off the internet while you were in AOL chat rooms with your friends. We had cell phones whenever it was 10 cents per text message. We did not text. And if we did, it sure, well, it pissed my parents off. You had to wait till nine o'clock to talk to free minutes. Like people do not understand. It was a weird time that at the time it was just normal. But looking back, it's like, dang, man, they were really restrictive on all that. Millennials know what it's like before social media. Uh, Zanga was the first social media I ever used. Uh, and then MySpace. And then finally they allowed us on Facebook because whenever I was in high school, you had to be in college to get a Facebook until I think my junior or senior year. And obviously social media and how we grew up on it's important, but let's not forget, this is a DJ podcast and this is where we talk about music. 
So let's talk about how we got our music in those days. Kids today, kids today will never experience what it's like to be listening to the radio, sitting there with your fingers on the record and play button because you was about to make a mixtape. And that right there took some serious patience because a lot of the time the radio DJ, you know they love to talk, they'll talk over the intro, which always messed up my mixtape. Or you know they always interrupted the end, they just couldn't help it. So you had to be very strategic or just hit the rewind button just right and then set it up so whenever you play the next song it would go over. It was an art. This was the same time you had that really sweet three little section boombox, you know, with the two speakers and then the five disc changer. If you were if you were blessed, you had the five disc changer, the little tape player, uh, which brings me to my next thing. If you wanted a, an album, say your artist, you one of your favorite artists, sync for me, was dropping a new album, you couldn't just hear that at midnight. You had to go to the store, get your mom to drive you, which can be a task, to take you to the store I had to go to Kmart because my mom did not like going to the mall. So I would go to Kmart and pray they had the album I wanted. And then you had to pay 12 to $20 to get the CD. It was wild because now I think Spotify, you can get the family plan of unlimited music for 15 bucks. But I will say, I think us millennials and before that, even before that, we appreciate music a little more. It was not as easy to get. So I had a higher appreciation for my CDs. And a lot of us, we took pride in that CD collection. And I think when I was in middle school, which was uh, 2000, probably like 2002, 2003-ish, when I was in middle school, burnt CDs started becoming a thing. And I got my first burnt CD. I forgot who had it. It was in, I think it was seventh grade on the way to New Orleans. This girl, she had it figured out. The 50 Cent album had just come out and everyone wanted a copy of it. And again, you know, at the time you had to go to stores to get it, but she had it on a burnt CD. I remember a purple CD. I think I still have it in my CD collection. And she sold this to probably everyone on the bus, everyone who had a Walkman or whatever the off-brand of the Walkman was, had that 50 Cent album. And then after that came LimeWire. Who remembers LimeWire? Oh, it was the coolest. Messed up every home computer I ever had but at least I had the best music. Uh, that's whenever I started burning CDs for people. I didn't care that I messed it up. My mom had no idea what was messing up the computer. Little did she know it was LimeWire. But the thing is, I wanted to be the one to be able to give people these CDs. For as long as I can remember, I loved curating music for people. I love being the ones to give the CDs, hey, check out this mix. And it would have everything. I've always been this way. It would have R&B, rock, of course, a little country on there. It would have everything, it made no sense. And then as I started doing it more, I would start, oh, this is a hip hop mix. This is the rock mix. And not only did I love curating it, I loved when people gave me mixes because I wanted to know what other people were listening to. That's something that has just intrigued me for as long as I can remember. My taste in music is always a little different. Um, of course, you know, the main stuff, I can always get along with people, but I love hearing people's like left field song that they like. Something that's just like, oh, you like this? And that's how I, you know, that's how you branch out of music, especially then, because there was not Spotify, there was not all this stuff. You just had to basically trade mixes with people. And that is a time that I do miss. That was a pretty cool time. I know now we can change, you know, Spotify playlist or whatever, but that time was just super fun. Um, then what do we move to? Oh, the, the iPod. That was unbelievable. The iPods and the MP3 players where you just stick in the computer and get the music. 
that was also a super cool time because, you know, before you could put on a CD only, you know, what, 20 songs. And then you had the iPods and the MP3 players and you could put hundreds of songs. And it just seemed like every year it was getting bigger and bigger of what you can do. And I can remember handing my little MP3 player off to a friend. Hey, hook me up. Hook me up whatever you think is cool. And again, I know we have the playlist now, but there was just something exciting about that. You hand it off and a couple of days you get it later and there's all this music on it. It was just a good time. And the thing is, I know we have to progress. I know that is something. Technology is going to continue to progress. Like I just said earlier, you know, we went from having to use the tapes to the CDs to the iPods. Now we can stream music on Spotify, which is way more convenient. Obviously, we want that. But sometimes there's just something special about going back and just remembering things that way they were. That's why I'm throwing this party. I want people to come in and whether it be a song, a piece of memorabilia, I want something to just take you back to a time that was slightly simpler than the complications we have now that we're adults. I mean, it may not even be the complications, just whenever you get older, you get busier. Uh, your time becomes more valuable. That's why I know if you do come to my party, I appreciate it and I try to make it such an experience because time is valuable. We can't get it back. But I know a lot of us have kids. I don't. But kids, full-time jobs. I do have a full-time job. I work extra jobs. But I mean, we're all very busy. So I just hope that some of you listening to this can take the time, September 18th, come to Bears, come forget about the stresses of life, and just enjoy the night with me. And if you're a DJ and you're checking out my podcast, let me just encourage you to start your own party. Find something you love so much. Like I said, I love this decade of music. Like I love those late 90s, early 2000s. It makes my heart happy. As you can tell, I'm actually had to cut a lot of stuff short because I can go on and on about this subject. And I mean, I love DJ and that's why I started a podcast. So you can only imagine millennial DJ. I could talk for days, but seriously, find something you love and throw your own event. Uh, whenever you have something that's yours, it's just so much more special. So I really, really encourage DJs out there to throw your own event. And if you're not a DJ and you just want to have a party, throw your own party. Hit me up because I probably got the music to provide for that party. I mean, I've said something similar to this before, I think in the last podcast, and I've probably even mentioned it here. You get one shot at life. So you need to do things that make you happy. Go to events that make you happy. Go to places that make you happy. Like I said, I live in Shreveport and Shreveport does not make me super, super happy. But right now that's where I'm at and I'm making the best out of it. I hope I can move, but I'm really focused on doing what I have to do to be happy. And I encourage everyone else to do the same thing. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. September 18th, the Millennial Party at Bears. Pre-sale tickets, you can hit me up. You can go to Bears directly and get it. But other than that, have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't, go follow me on social media. Other than that, thanks y'all.